Little Detours Shortcuts with Regina Brett, where in 10 minutes or less, you get tips, tools, and takeaways to help you love yourself, your life, and everyone in it. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Regina Brett. And today I've got Rob Snow, founder of Stand Up for Downs and creator of the Improvineers, the only improv comedy group where everyone has Down syndrome. He's also a motivational and inspirational speaker who offers steps to minimize your mountain. Rob, thanks for joining me for this 10-minute rocket fuel. <laughs> rocket fuel, I like it. Yeah, so you had shared a little bit uh, when I talked to you before about your friend Joel, and I want to have you share who Joel was and the impact he had on your life and how it changed you. Tell us about it. Yeah, Joel Joel was my best friend. We grew up together in our hometowns. And then when I moved to Chicago, uh, he moved there a short while after. And then our friendship really just grew from there. Type of friend that I just, you know, you talk to every day, sometimes multiple times a day. He was this guy who just looked like a young Paul Newman, uh, unfortunately for him, right? And he could have been cocky and arrogant and everything, but he was the absolute opposite of that. So people just gravitated to him. He was just the kindest human being ever, you know, and we were best friends. And then around the age of 31, Joel was a very adventurous person and he was on his third skydiving jump and he went out of the plane. It was his first time going solo. He went out of the plane and the chute opened, but it, the stitching had come undone and it snapped his neck and he died. And so obviously, you know, I was, I was away. I was uh, in, in Michigan with my wife and her family. And I kept getting these calls on, on my cell phone, but they were all numbers, uh, you know, and then cell phones, you, you have people's names that are close to you. So no names were coming up. They were just numbers, but they were all Chicago numbers. And, you know, so I didn't think immediately like, oh, I better go get this. I just thought telemarketers or something. So when the movie was over, I went and I, outside and I checked my messages and Sure enough, it was a lot of Joel's friends who had found out first and um, who I was friends with. But and then we found out and and that was just it was very hard because I was kind of also the liaison between the family back in our hometown and, and, you know, all this stuff going on in Chicago. Well, a couple nights later, I had this dream. Okay, and it was a very profound dream. I, I was over at his condo. Um, because this was something I actually did. I wanted to go and kind of clean up his condo before his mom got there. Like I said, he was a single, single guy and everything. And so, right. um, you can know, only imagine. right. So I was like, I better clean a few things up. But in the dream, I was over at his condo and I, uh, I, I had been cleaning up and it had gotten late. So I just decided to sleep over there in the dream. And somewhere in the middle, he wakes me up by touching me and he touches me and he, um, he wakes me up and I get up and I go, Oh my God, you're alive. You're alive. And I start hugging him and I'm like punching him. I'm like, Are you, is it real? Is it real? And he goes, Rob, I'm real. It's okay. It's okay. But listen, I need you to do me a favor. Uh, he goes, I want you to tell Rachel I'm all right. And it's okay. And then he hands me a fortune cookie and I open it up and inside the fortune cookie, it says sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will tear my heart out. And I look up and he's gone. And then the dream is over. It's three o'clock in the morning. I wake my wife up. I tell her all about this dream. I'm like, it's so profound. It's so unbelievable. And, and I just thought about the sticks. And I barely remembered the Rachel thing. I'm just thinking about the sticks and stones thing. And I'm like, what does it mean? Am I, am I saying something bad about Joel? Is somebody else saying something bad about him that I need to defend? You know, what is going on? So, you know, the funeral comes and goes. And I tell other people about this dream and everything. And again, I don't even know anybody named Rachel, or I didn't remember anybody named Rachel at the time. And so about a few months later, I was talking to his mom, 
well, it was about two months later. And I was talking to his mom, which I would do routinely. She was really, really a mess and um, loved to talk to his friends. And she had some information for me. She said, you know, did you ever know a girl named Rachel? And I said, no, um, not really. And I said, well, and I thought about it. I said, well, there was this one girl that he dated named Rachel, but it was over a year ago. And he said, well, did you know it was Rachel that bought him the gift certificate to go skydiving? Okay. <laughs> Let that sink in for a minute. I just, I mean, my, I still get chills thinking about it because I didn't know Regina. I didn't know any of this. And so, <laughs> and it was in my dream, you know, and, and so I just, you know, I said, oh my gosh. And she said, you know what you have to do, Rob? And I said, yeah. And I hung up the phone and I, and I found Rachel, you know, we had, there was a good friend of Joel's um, named Jeannie and, and I called Jeannie and I said, do you have anything, any way to get a hold of this girl? If it is even, if it even is this girl. And so we found her and Jeannie kind of set up this call between her and I, and we talk and, you know, I called and she was in a conference room at work by herself. And I said, Hey, I don't know if you remember me or not, but um, of course I do, you know? And I said, well, listen, I, you know, I found out that you, I didn't have any great way to say this by the way. And so I was so scared to even say it. I said, I found out you were the one who gave Joel this gift card on his birthday because he died on his birthday. So this, this gift card was going to expire. That's why he used it on the very last day of his birthday. And so I said, did you give him the gift card? And she said, you know, really quiet and kind of, yeah, yeah, I did. Almost like she'd been caught, you know? Yeah. And I said, well, listen, first of all, that was Joel. That was an amazing gift that you gave him. He was this adventurer. Nobody would ever, ever think to blame you or anything like that. And I hope you don't. She goes, well, that's easier said. And I said, well, how have you been dealing with that? And she goes, well, a friend of mine told me that if you find pennies on the ground, to keep them and they're pennies from heaven, you know, and I guess that's where that phrase comes from, but they're people from heaven giving you a message. And I said, wow. And again, this is like two months. I said, wow, how many, how many pennies do you have? And I forget the number, but it was literally something like a thousand, which means that she was literally going around searching for pennies. And so I I go, well, listen, I don't know how you're going to take this, but let me tell you about this dream that I had. And I'm not one who, you know, just believes in this stuff but I believe this. And I tell her about the dream and she goes, okay, well, thank you very much. I, I appreciate that. I do have to get back to work, but thank you. And I got off and I was kind of like, oh, all right, well, I did my part. I don't know what else I need to do. And within, you know, an hour I had, if I would have printed it out, it would have been like a four page email from her describing, you know, what she had been through and alluded to the fact that she might have even been considering something something bigger. It was so, oh, it's still so emotional um, to me that this all happened, you know. And 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 she said, you know, she said, I knew he would do something. I knew I would get something, and and this was it. And so she firmly believed it, as I did, that this was a message that that Joel did reach out, and. You know, it completely, I, I, you know, cha- changed. I, I always believed in God, you know, but to to this level of profoundness and people, you know, you hear about other people getting these signs and these things, and I couldn't explain it. There was no explanation, and I thought this is how it was meant to be because you think about it. If she had gotten this message just herself, she would have she would have had to tell friends about this. 
And then they might have said, oh, I'm sure, sure, sure he did. Sure he showed up in your dream. But this is indisputable. And I even, you know, I have this uh, uncle who's a professor of sociology and, you know, maybe more on like the atheist kind of side of things. And he said, well, Rob, I'm, I'm sure it was somewhere in, in, your, in your subconscious that you did know this. And I even give him that. I think maybe it was. I probably knew it was a year before this. I probably knew exactly. But what got it out of my subconscious at that time and at that needed moment? So something jarred it loose. I wonder for you, Rob, how has that changed kind of how you grieved him? Did you feel like it helped you kind of, I don't know, wrap your heart more around like, okay, that he gave you this message also for you kind of as a comfort? Yeah. And well, after I had had two dreams, because then there was another dream after that. And it was almost like he was more disheveled and he was a little angrier, which was very rare for him. And it was like, I remember in the dream, he was kind of saying like, hurry up, figure this out. You know, and it was so, it was so bizarre. And both both dreams were so profound. And then after all this was done, I you know talked to him that night. You know, just how I, you know, like I kind of prayed to him at night. And I said, I said, Joel, you know, how about just a dream where I don't have a job to do, and we just hang out <laughs> like we used to, and we play tennis, and we eat so much food together, and we watch the game. And I swear to you, I don't know if I manifested this or not, but I swear to you that night I had a dream where we played in tennis and we went and we ate a ton of food which we love to do and there was no strings attached and every now and then regina um throughout the court since you know it's been many years and i literally just had one uh four nights ago and they're not always profound and sometimes i'll wake up and i'll go was joel in that dream and then sometimes they're really profound where we are just hanging out and we were back at this camp that we both grew up and this was four nights ago back at this camp that we both grew up going to. It was very profound. We took this big walk, you know, and talked a lot. So yeah, (laughs) that's the story. That's beautiful. Well, thank you for sharing it. And I hope that he continues to bless your life, you know, in these kind of random. He will. It's, it it, it always will. So I know he's always there and, um, and it always will. So thank you very much for having me. Sure. Well, thank you. And, uh, I just really appreciate you sharing that story. I think that sometimes when we lose somebody, whether it's a friend or family member, we can keep ourselves open to how they might kind of visit us in some other way. You know, I I tell everybody, pay attention to those dreams, dreams or whatever, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. there were stories at the funeral about a a, a hawk that were really amazing, you know, and his favorite bird was a hawk and things like that. And so don't, don't discount them. All right. Well, Well, thanks for listening to little detour shortcuts with Regina Brett. You can also hear guests interviewed on my longer podcast. Just subscribe to Little Detours with Regina Brett at Apple Podcast or your favorite podcast platform. While you're there, please give us a rating and review so we can reach even more people. If you want more inspiration, head to my website, reginabrett.com. And while you're there, sign up to receive weekly inspiration for all of life's little detours. Thanks again for listening. Now go make something possible. Mm-hmm.